0: At long last, I am able to say a few words of my own. Read my
1: lips. Government is not the solution to our problem at all. Cemetery good morning, I can't in America. Well, look, big words. Yes, we can. Government is the the problem. Welcome, everybody, to a liberal and a conservative walk into a bar. My name is Matt, and I'm a liberal.
0: My name's Tim. I'm conservative.
1: Thank you so much for joining us. Be sure and check out our website at libcon.podbean.com. You can check us out on Twitter. I'm at LibCon matt. Tim is at LibConTim. We're in the iTunes store. We're in the Google Play store. We're on Stitcher, from which we only have, like, one download, so I don't know why we keep mentioning that. But we are on Stitcher. We are there, like though. It. We yes. are we are there. Whoever that yeah, one person is that, that downloaded us from Stitcher, thank you. That was, that was very kind of you. We're going to keep uh, it there for you. Yes, we are. Damn skippy. Uh... Buy his book on Amazon. It's called Things I Want. Uh, look both ways before crossing the street and don't take candy from strangers. So uh, we hope you're having a great week. We're having a great week. The weather's nice. It's in the afternoon, so I can actually drink coffee while I'm doing this. This is weird. We usually do it at night, but it's very much afternoony on a Sunday and sort of relaxing, and awesome and fun. Um, we're going to talk about DJ and his speech. We're going to talk about sort of what... Talking about politics is like these days, and if we have time, we might talk about ICE and this deportation squad nonsense that's going on at the moment. But anyway, we'll get to all that momentarily. Are you well, my friend?
0: I am very well.
1: Outstanding, as am I. I'm in a a great mood. Let's let's, let's see what what we've been up to. See if we can change that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so okay. So this 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 weekend DJ, uh, we uh, we had. Yeah, uh, I, th- I think things started off well. He gave a speech that was sort of. It was not technically a State of the Union. I actually don't know if I remember. Presidents doing this this quickly after an inauguration when they weren't scheduled to do a State of the Union. I I think Obama might have done it, I, and of course I don't remember back to 2000 if Bush did or not. But it, you know, it's addressing Congress is not uncommon, even if it's not time to address Congress. Um, so you know, it was it was sort of a, but it was very. It, was, it I have to admit that at least in tone, it was it was better. He got up, he did a big boy president thing, and all of a sudden everybody wanted to you know pat him on the back and say all right we're fine we've arrived and then the rest of the week happened culminating in this weekend when we had uh the tweets about how obama wiretapped him it was nixon watergate and now today he's decided he is calling on congress to investigate president obama for wiretapping him uh with no proof of any of this whatsoever that anyone even knows about so He's basically made up this need to investigate it. I guess to take him off, take focus off the fact that Sessions had to recuse himself. Take focus off the fact that Betsy put her feet, that Kellyanne put her feet up on the couch. Uh, the Pence has his email thing going on, and Arnold canceled the uh, the Apprentice, and that's just you know it's a shame because it was a great show, fantastic ratings. Sad. Yeah, know. that's pretty it's the week in politics. There you go. I mean, there we go. Good you think up. that was about it? I like yeah. that. Thank you. Politics so. this week. Good. <laughs> um so I yeah, we'll start we'll start with a speech. What what did you think of the speech? It was a nice speech. I
0: like the speech. Um and when I when I was first looking through it, I was kind of like, How is this any different? Um because he does definitely, at least in the beginning, have some of the same Doom and gloom, which I just I, I don't subscribe to uh, me and me and President Trump have very different viewpoints on sort of where the country is at and, and how it's been doing. But then the rest of the speech, you know, did did better. And I, I thought that he, he had some good. He had some good points. He definitely had some very unifying type things they said, uh, you know, that opening paragraph. Uh, I was very glad to see him strongly condemning uh, the shooting in Kansas City and, and um, any all the you know the anti-Semitic stuff that's been that's been kind of going around, which is is ridiculous, right? Like I don't understand how anyone connects Trump with anti-Semitism, like because he's been so pro-Israel and his grandchildren are Jewish, so. I, I don't understand how that goes
1: down, really. Well, and his son-in-law, um, who he loves, obviously. And, right, know, like, exactly. Think, didn't Ivanka convert?
0: Yeah. I think so, she converted. All this stuff about him pushing it, like that just, that just starts to dive into the ridiculous. So I'm not, I'm not a fan of that. Now, some of the doom and gloom things that he does talk about aren't unreasonable, Uh, in the sense that I I guess they are kind of true. Like he talks about how we've spent billions, trillions of dollars overseas while our infrastructure at home has so badly crumbled. This, This is not inaccurate, right? Uh, the economist has done a number of articles at this point on the ridiculous state of, um, our airports, right? And how ridiculously bad American airports are compared to the rest of the world. Um, so, I mean, he, he does make some points there, uh, and he does highlight some of the things that he's done well, right? Some things that are going well, like the stock market and how, well, how much that has improved. That's, you know, that's fantastic. Um, I, but I the do, stock market
1: was going up. It went up the whole time Obama was in, was in the presidency. It never yeah, but really it's definitely stopped stopped
0: going up. Right, but it's had a definite, it was, you know, there's has been going up and booming, right? Stock market's booming right now. This, yeah, is, this is going great. I think that's, that's a fair, that's a fair statement. Um, and I liked the things that he talked about with, with healthcare. You know, he does stress that we have to take care of people with pre-existing conditions. Um, he stresses, uh, the, uh, the importance of Medicare. Uh, he stresses the importance of implementing legal reforms to protect doctors and patients. Uh, and he talks about the artificially high price of drugs and how he can bring them down. Um, so there are a number of things in there that I liked. But there were also some things, and he, and he supported NATO, which was huge for me, the, that he really stressed the importance of NATO. So that is that is great. But he does also stress again that they must meet their financial obligations, which is a completely legitimate thing for him to stress. Now, I, I disagree with this idea of voice, right? I mean, and again, this is him pushing the idea that there is this mass number of people out there who are victim to crime by illegal immigrants. And unless someone can show me statistics proving otherwise, my understanding of the statistics is that illegal immigrants do not commit any, the, the portion of them committing crimes is the same as citizens, right? This is actually a
1: little bit. It's actually a little bit lower, a little bit
0: lower. So this hardly seems like a, a, a worthwhile use of our money. Right. Um, you know i've talked about how one of the number one ways that we ha- can deregulate is by cutting back on just the the plethora of government agencies that are out there so the last thing that i want to see is the creation of yet another office right um and i don't like um I, obviously, I hate that we've, we've withdrawn the United States from the Trans-Pacific Partnership. So anytime it highlights that as a good thing, I'm just going to sit there growling to myself. Um, and and I, this idea that we're removing gang members and drug dealers and criminals that threaten our communities and prey on our citizens, bad ones are going out as I speak and as I have promised. Uh, to me, that's very, that's deceptive, right? Because that was, Obama did the same thing. Obama deported lots, lots of people and had a very specific rule for the immigration officers that they were removing criminals. And that well, was it. Let me, let, me, let, me, let me stop Trump you right there,
1: because Trump increased. actually had a direct quote addressing that specific thing. He said, and I quote, Obama deported a lot of people. We are focused on the bad people.
0: But it's the reverse. Obama focused on the bad people. He was the one who had the specific rule and then Trump. And now Trump has changed that rule to what to expand the definition. I guess the definition of bad. Right. Which most people, from my understanding, is it's just opening it up to people who aren't actually bad at all. Like these are not criminals. These are not anything. Um, That's my understanding. And so if anything, he's actually, because obviously the more people you go to deport, like the wider you open that gap, the harder it becomes for you to truly focus in on the gang members and the drug dealers and their criminals. Um, So that's, that's my understanding of the whole thing. Now I don't disagree with, he now has a rule in there about, what is it about releasing people, people who have been in the country for less than two years can now be removed without a trial and i don't i don't disagree with that um again because i'm going to be all for efficiency and saving money so you've been in the country for less than two years no there's no trial none of this go um which is not in any way so before, like I hate that I know that probably sounds heartless and cruel and all these sorts of things. And again, all I can do is stress my background as being constantly pro immigration. Um, but illegal well, again, immigration. Your wife is not immigrated good for our here. Exactly. My wife so immigrated here. So I You not have
1: actual credentials. Anti.
0: Um but it is illegal immigration. You know, while I want them to make legal immigration much more clear and easier, and for us to let lots of people into the country legally, um, it's illegal immigration is not. It's not good for us to have the vast numbers of people that we have. Much less is it good for us to spend thousands upon thousands upon thousands upon thousands of dollars on trials for every single person that we catch who's in the country illegally. I get once you've been here for like ten years or something, even five years, uh, okay. Right. Let's have a trial. Let's make sure that less than two years. No, I agree. Go. Just go ahead and and deport. So that's what I thought. What do you think?
1: Well, since we're since we're on the immigration thing, that the immigration thing was my biggest problem with the speech was because there was he continues to use this language that I again, I don't want to use the term racist because I think that that's gotten overly applied. But it is sort of vaguely nationalistic in a bad way. You know what I mean? It, it, it's not, it, it, is, it is to me much darker than some of these other things that he's talked about in, in a lot of ways because he doesn't, you know, this whole idea of creating a specific office that deals with immigrant crime as though there is something about immigrant crime that is inherently worse than regular crime, which is no. I'm sorry, if, if, if a Hispanic man who's in this country illegally shoots somebody and a white person shoots somebody who's here perfectly legally, they are the same crime to me. There's not an extra level of bad associated with that. It's a horrible thing one way or t'other. And this idea that we have to focus more on that level of crime, which is lower than other levels of crime, is stupid. To me, and, and as you said, it's a poor use of resources. You know, we have to focus on that because that's really bad. But when we talk about all the school shootings and we want to focus on how in the, the mass shootings that we've had in the last five years. Well, we can't talk about that because then we're just talking about gun control and, you know, you're taking away my rights. No, we need to have a conversation about that, too, because there is this entire level of crime that's going on that's got to be focused on. But uh you know it's it is not to the the level that he talks about it and i think that that comparing the two things side by side makes it seem for lack of a better word vaguely racist uh in and of itself and it's a dangerous way to talk i don't like it now at the same time what you said about the 2 year limit i i have to say that i agree with you because i I, I as, as, as I've said before, I agree with you entirely on the idea that we have to figure out a way to make it easier, maybe not necessarily easier, but at least more clear how you get into this country. If you want to come immigrate here, then you've got to go through steps A, B, C, D, E, F, and G, and then you're going to be here, you'll work for this amount of time under these rules and then a few years down the line, we'll figure out a way. If you want to become a citizen, you know, after uh, you know, ten years or whatever, then you can be. And these are the steps you have to follow. There is no clear way of doing it now. If you have the money, you can pull it off. If not, forget it. Right. Well,
0: it's if you have money, or if you have
1: family that's already here, already here. Yeah. And
0: right. That's it. If, so a lot of times, it's not just that there's no clear. There just is no way.
1: Yeah. Uh, which is if we all- had that clear way then I would be more comfortable saying illegal immigration is illegal immigration because there is a part of me that when I hear that term, because even when liberals talk about illegal immigrants, they talk about them as though they're just immigrants and they're here. No, it's still illegal. It's against the law. They've still done something wrong you know and it, it so because i so i wonder sometimes when this whole idea of something being illegal when it comes to immigration isn't really illegal but we still call it illegal right it it, it i just i've i've found that to be a little bit weird so but i so that two year line drawing that in the sand i i, I don't i don't necessarily have a problem with that <laughs> but i do have a problem with I, I wonder about this suspending of the expedited H-1B thing that he did just recently. I, I wonder about. Explain that. Well, there's an expedited. Basically, if you apply for an H-1B visa. Explain what that is. Uh, uh, it's a business thing, I think. Um, crap, you're going to make me look this up. All right. um, Dang.
0: okay just move on move on then i'm sorry i can yeah, look it up it, while you're talking it's
1: Go. well i mean but the deal is is that they uh it, it's a specialized it's 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 designed to be used for foreign workers in specialty occupations okay which require quote a theoretical and practical application of a body of highly specialized knowledge in a field of human endeavor that's right off the visa website visa jobs website so Basically, if you want to get one of these, if you if if you're if you got to, if you're a big brain about something, and you want to come over here and work in a specialized field, then you can apply for one of these visas, which take any more anywhere from three to six months to process. Okay, but if you pay a couple grand extra, you can get it you can get it processed within fifteen days. He suspended that that H one that that process. What? that expedited process? What is I'm just I'm reading this now. why?
0: Why would he do this?
1: Well, it beats the hell out of me. I mean, he talks what is about his like explanation. One of the things that he's one of one of the cornerstones of what he ran on when Gosh. he got what, You remember that initial speech? They're bringing crime, they're bringing drugs, they're rapists. In this that very first speech that he gave. He said, "We don't want those people. We want if they want to send a good people, then we send a good. They send a good people here, and that's fine. We want the good people, only the good people. The bad people, bad hombres. We don't want them, but they want the good people. This is a way to get the good people." And he just cut it off. Wow. I
0: pizza and just of cut off the one where they pay more. Like I, it's money. You know? I know. I don't know. Ah, my, My head is exploding. This is this is the problem with our immigration system. And this is what you're talking about with illegal immigration and how in a lot of people's minds, it doesn't really seem illegal anymore. And now they're just undocumented workers. That's what happens when you have stupid rules, when you have bad, stupid rules that no one bothers to follow. Then it doesn't really seem wrong anymore when they get broken. And that's why we went through this so much when I was when I when I was a teacher, when I was a restaurant owner. Your rules have to be clear, simple, and enforceable. And right now, our immigration laws are not clear, reasonable, simple, and enforceable. And therefore, they're they're just getting ignored by everybody. And this is a prime example of a sp- Stupid immigration rule. Why would you get rid of that? That is the exact people that we need to be begging, begging them to come into this country and doing everything we can to make it easier. We have, many of these people, we have educated ourselves. They have gone through colleges with us. They have gotten their PhDs with us. And then rather than using that brain power that we have helped to cultivate, we're shipping them out and sending them all to other countries. It is beyond stupid.
1: Well, I have nothing further to say about the H-1B problem. (laughs)
0: <laughs> All right. Well, there we Cause, go.
1: Cuz wow. you just nailed it. I mean, you're absolutely right. I you know, I I I can't argue with any of that. So, uh, you know, with re- bringing that back to, you know, the speech and his overall immigration policies, I it it's it is it is strictly based on this idea. His entire, you know, if you look at his entire approach to immigration, it is based on again the guy in the diner theory that I've had about Trump for years. His, he is he is that dude in your granddad's coffee shop who just assumes that all the problems are because of the brown people and the government, and that's it. We get rid of the brown people and the government, we'll be fine. Now, he cloaks it in smarter language, but that's basically what he's saying. If we can stop all the brown people from coming in, then we won't have to worry about uh, about uh, uh about jobs, that'll just fix itself. So we got to round up all the brown people and get them out. And that's the one thing that has been consistent in everything that he's done. And I don't know for a fact that it comes strictly from Bannon, but I know that that's a big part of it because even even Bannon and this Miller kid. They really do believe that now they even want to cut back on what they call legal immigration, which I think is where this H-1B thing comes in. Because Mm -hmm. he's used that, Bannon has used that term a number of times. We have to cut back on legal immigration too. Because, you know, and and again, it's all part of what they call this, this excuse for being America first, but that is America. And the only comfort that I take in any of this is that every time Throughout history, there have been nationalistic movements like this. They always wind up on the wrong side of history. So the only method, the only message that I have ever for Steve Bannon or Jonathan Miller or, or Trump or anybody who agrees with him on this is that in the end, you're going to lose. You will lose because you have always lost every time. And that's the only comfort I take in it because we've been trying this ever since the country started. There's been some group of people that everybody flipped out about. And I don't care if it was the Asians in the 19th century and then you had the Italians and the Irish and the Jews and uh, Asians again in the early 20th century. And the Asians again. And, yeah. I mean, it, well, it was, uh, you know, Chinese and then the and then the Japanese and, and uh, Germans and everybody. And, you know, now I guess right now maybe it's just, you know, the, as far as Americans go, it's the Arabs and the Hispanics turn. I don't know. You know, but every time, all we manage to do is fend off these 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 uh, these attacks, and continue to enrich our culture. And I hope that I'm right, that, and that that's what continues to happen. But honestly, I think that's where a lot of this comes from. So. Um, yeah, sorry, I got a little high-minded on that one. My bad. Uh. So <laughs> <laughs> I I like, this just pisses
0: me off. I, I called it, a lot it, of stupid there. Stupid is not a nice word, and I shouldn't use it. That's poorly thought out. Um, yeah, all, and all I you know and stuff. I this, I don't is, I don't mean this them. is poorly. This is not this is not well thought out, and I am disappointed. I, I guess General Kelly only has so much control, but I was very hopeful about what might come out of the Department of Homeland Security once I knew who was going to be running it. And so far, I'm, I'm not encouraged uh, and I'm not I'm not okay with the amounts of money being spent on these things. Um, you know, we're, I know we're gonna sort of maybe get into ice more next week. Uh, but I, I'm not okay with this. It's all we already spend more on this than, what is it, the FBI, the CIA, and the national security, the NSA, uh, combined, right? Um, and th- this is not a worthwhile use of our time. The best way to cut back on illegal immigration is to make it easier to get into the country legally. This way could not only save us money, this, this makes us money. And it is time for us conservatives to get back to being what we do best, which is being cheap bastards. This is what we do. We are, we are, we are, we, we care about the bottom line and making money and immigration makes
1: us money. Well said. (laughs) I like that. Very nice. Yes. Being cheap bastards. Good gracious. All right. Well, I mean uh, now, as far as the rest of the speech goes, I mean, yes, he was, his tone was better. He did presidential things, I do want to say that I'm I'm appalled by a lot of the liberals that are out there that are flipping out about the fact that are trying to go, you know, he's using the military for to further his own cause by pointing out that woman. No, 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 no. That's that is a that no, no. That is a time-honored tradition that when the spouses and families of military folks go to events like this. It is not just for the president's benefit. It is for their benefit, for the national benefit, and they deserve to be recognized. They do. That man's family deserved every second of attention that they got and more over that because it's the least we can do as a country. So back off. That's that's. There's nothing, and honestly, I, I lost track of how many times Obama did it. Bush did it all the time. They all do it, mm-hmm. and it's an yes, important part of these, it's an important part of these sort of rituals that we have in these speeches to joint to uh, joint sessions. Uh, really, any speech they give, any chance they have to recognize members of the armed forces that have died, or or maybe not even died, just given their lot, just given you know their uh, you know their existences to our country. They deserve to be recognized, and that was not, that was a moment, just like hundreds of others. And they're all important, every one of them. So back the fuck off. Now the rest of it, I mean, you know what? You had one night. I mean, they're right. It was a, it was good. Thumbs up. I hope he does it more. The rest of the week didn't exactly, you know, follow that same trend. He went right back to doing what he normally does, which is behave like a ten-year-old. So, uh, you know, yeah. Apparently, I mean, I, I don't. Yeah.
0: yeah. Well, he says in there the time, and this is one of the things at the end that you're like, yes, yes, but deep down you know I, I don't think he means it, and this week has only proven it. And that he says in there, the time for trivial fights is behind us, and I would love nothing more than, than to see him live that out, and nothing would make me happier. But this week demonstrates, like all the weeks. Before the speech, that he he does not mean this. This is not the way that he conducts himself. He oh. lives for trivial fights. Is the yeah. way he acts. Now may, maybe I'm misjudging the man. That's I mean anything's possible. But given what he shows me, he seems to live for these trivial fights.
1: Yeah, for the most part. And proof in the rest of the week. Which I mean, honestly, a lot of this stuff was was ticky tacky. You know, the the Russia thing continues to sort of expand, right? But we don't know where it's going to go. So we talked a lot about it last week. Both of us are in a let's see how it plays out kind of place. Jeff Sessions willingly recused himself because, and he could be in trouble that, you know, that I, I, I don't know. I don't know if he lied. There's proof that he did meet with people prior to the election and he had contact with them. What he said Senator Franken, I am not aware of those activities. I have been called a surrogate at a time or two in that campaign, and I did not have communications with the Russians, and I am unable to comment on it. Well, that seems pretty clear. That's exactly what he said. But now we know that he did have contact with them. So he's in trouble.
0: Yeah, that's it. it and I mean it, really it comes down to I mean it's one of two things, right? And and neither one is good. Cause I get people, you know, I've heard at least a couple senators who are outraged that anyone's coming against Jeff Sessions because, you know, he's an honorable man and a good man and all of these things. And sure, okay. I I don't know him at all, so I can't really speak to this. Um But the Russia thing was not new, right? this has been this was going on when he was in these confirmation hearings that there was myth and legend and rumor so either one he purposefully hid it right he he he, uh, he purposefully lied or two okay i don't want to use horribly negative language he was so he be, he, he did something so incredibly unintelligent and absent-minded that he did not sit down before he went into this confirmation hearing and think, have I met with Russians at all? Hey, secretary guy who works for me, have I met with Russians at all? Have I done any of this? So that he could respond appropriately and say, I met with them twice. It was to cover these specific things. Here's transcripts of the talks that we had so that he was in the clear. So either one, he's being purposely deceptive or two, he is being, he was so absent-minded that I'm sorry. I don't want him as my attorney general.
1: Negligent in his preparation, shall we say? There we go that he was so incredibly negligent
0: in his preparation that I have no desire to see him as our attorney general. Because you know what? The attorney general's job, is it's pretty focused on detail. You're pretty focused on the nitty gritty parts of the law. And if that is how you prepare for a confirmation hearing, then I am not impressed by your ability to prepare for a trial.
1: Yeah, pretty much done. I mean, I you know, I I have, I I can't really elaborate on that. I you know, that's 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 the thing. The guy got the guy got caught, you know, and it's not like he got caught doing anything. And it seems like Trump's follow up to that is just that he's pissed over this Sessions issue, you know, and. Now he's, he went off this weekend about, uh, the, you know, Friday night, he had the, he, early he, he, again, with the 3 a.m. tweeting, he did the, the early morning or 5 a.m. or whenever he's doing it, crack of dawn, he gets on Twitter and drops all this shit about how Obama wiretapped him. Well, it, it, then prove it. Now he wants Congress to intervene with an investigation with no proof. I mean, unless he's privy to something that we don't, which he may be. I don't know. You know what? Maybe maybe Obama did wiretap him. I don't know, but I kind of doubt it. Because the fact of the matter is is that, you know what? Obama was probably one of the most squeaky clean from an investigation standpoint, direct investigating him directly, of any president in recent memory. I could not think of an actual legal scandal involving President Obama. Can you?
0: I mean, mean aside from the giant NSA thing? Well, that implicated him directly. What? He knew about it. Are we saying he did? Is that what he said? Did he try to come out and say he didn't know? No, that was how they were doing it?
1: Well, I mean, I I, I don't, as far as the NSA thing goes, I think I thought that was done under the Patriot Act and, and the NSA itself. I mean, I I don't know that I would have necessarily called that.
0: How does the president that. not know that, he, that, they, that this was how they were collecting it? Okay, I don't they want know. to
1: talk about the NSA thing. Just just a yes or no. Do, am I remembering that correctly? Perhaps, apparently, I'm not remembering that correctly. But my point is is that going after somebody who, for the most part, was pretty clean without any evidence at all on Twitter is not the wisest thing to do when nobody has talked about this at all except for friggin bright part who despite any attempts otherwise is still not has not earned the right to be taken seriously by anybody uh apart from hardcore right-wing folks so i mean it's it's conspiracy theory bullshit he might as well have followed it up with i want an investigation into the moon landing
0: well i'll play devil's advocate what if um I mean, his entire point, right, is that the media is against him and they are protecting Obama. So, of course, they didn't cover any of these things because they didn't want to expose
1: what Obama was doing. Fine. If he has evidence that proves it, then everyone in Congress would have had it. Someone in Congress would have had access to it also. He would have given it to somebody who could actually investigate it and there would be evidence and there would be senators at a high level along with representatives coming out and saying yes we're going to investigate this probably true and when i'm going after the and plane, because this, no, these that, are not I, people that liked obama they wouldn't shield him if they found something on the man and they could nail it even now because they're afraid of what kind of influence he can be over the next 20 years if they could take him down they'd do it
0: and now and i will say this that i think it does seem now there's been some looking into and everything, at least from a couple of articles I read, what it what it seems like we're... I mean, because he leaves it all up for us to guess, right? Because we don't actually know because he doesn't present this evidence or anything. It sounds like... It seems to me that there's two possibilities. One, that he is basing this off of reports that, which appear to be pos- legitimate, that the there was they they're investigating the Trump staff's connection with Russia. And so it, it does appear that the FBI or, or I can't, I think it was the FBI, some investigative body request requested permission to wiretap some of his staff, uh, in connection with this whole Russia thing. Um, and what everyone's going to point to with that is that Obama doesn't handle that. That's not Obama saying you are now going to go wiretap him. In fact, that's not illegal. Like that, that is not allowed. These investigative bodies, there, there are rules, there are laws protecting them and requiring for them to, to function as independent bodies. Uh, as Trump is finding out uh, as they tried to put pressure on, on Comey um, option. Yeah. Two, which yeah. that
1: we're pretty well aware of. Everybody knows that, yeah. that he tried to put that. He tried to put pressure on the FBI and it didn't work.
0: Yeah. Now option two, which this is me diving into the, you know, left wing conspiracy tinfoil hat realm.
1: Right wing. Uh, you mean,
0: right? Well, I'm, I'm this is on the left. Hey, left wing has their conspiracy theories too. Okay. I know. Hello moon landing. Okay. Um, so my theory is that he's president. And so he is now privy to a lot of classified information and he is seeing the proof that his people colluded with the Russians and he is doing everything he can to discredit it before it ever comes out.
1: Well, and that, that, that has crossed my, my that, that has crossed my <laughs> mind. Yeah, in the in the, <laughs> the sense of things. It's it's crossed my mind because you know because this is a man who is entirely incapable of accepting responsibility. You will never hear him come out and say I did something wrong. That will never happen, and so if he is about to be in a whole buttload of, of 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 trouble, he'll find whatever way he can to push it off. And this may be a preemptive strike. I don't know. You know, if I were if I were a left wing conspiracy theorist, which I'm not, we landed on the moon. Back off. Uh, then you know that 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 is definitely one way to read it. I'm going to move on,
0: in a sense, uh, to something that was brought up again in his speech, and this is highlights sort of his, his unwillingness to accept responsibility for things. Um, he says, I just spoke to General Mattis, uh, who reconfirmed that I, that I quote, Ryan was part of a highly successful raid that generated large amounts of vital intelligence that will lead to many more victories in the future against our enemies. Now, A... I have the utmost respect for General Mattis, right? So I'm willing to say, okay, if, if that's what Mattis says, and he says that this was necessary and Ryan sacrificed his life uh, for his country, then for for good reason, you know, I'm, I'm willing to, you know, get behind that. There was something that Trump said that, that bothered me. And it was when he was talking about the raid and he was talking about how They, meaning the generals, told them this is what they needed to do, and they lost Ryan. I didn't like that. To me, that seemed to be a shirking of the responsibility. Your president catch that. Yeah. They lost Ryan. That's a direct quote. You're the president. You're the commander in chief. This is your call. Your responsibility. You want to talk about all these different things. This dishonors someone, this honors someone. That that's a dishonorable thing to do. To try and shuffle the responsibility off on the people who are taking your
1: orders. Yeah, that's fair. I I totally didn't catch that. But Yeah. I didn't like that. Okay, well. We got to move on. Uh, well, I I, th- I think we'll hold further uh, unless there's. I mean, there there was more, I guess, that happened this week because we we had Pence and his little email thing. Uh, you know, I who cares if Kellyanne put her feet on the couch? I actually don't. I think it, that was sort of funny.
0: I, I don't um, care either. I think the only reason why, you know, this is this this seems like the tit for tat stuff. Uh, there were definitely people who. Tried to make accusations against Obama when there were pictures of him with his feet propped up on the Oval Office desk, right? Um, And so then, of course, Kellyanne Bush did
1: all the time,
0: (laughs) and the media explodes, and it's just ridiculous. And I agree. Let's not, let's not, let's not give it value by talking about it. Yeah, it was, it
1: was, it was so stupid. Uh, Betsy DeVos had her little model. She referred to historically black colleges as models of school choice.
0: Oh, my gosh. Uh, what are you could thinking? Can you believe that? What are Whoa. you
1: thinking? Oh, my God.
0: Like, I, and she's been, I've talked about her a lot. It's like, I'm kind of on this line. Like, is she part of this access of the sensible or is she? I don't I don't think she is. I think. I no, think I don't if either. That's, <laughs> if that's the sort of stuff you're going to say, like, I'm sorry. Just no. Shut it down. <laughs> shut it down. I can't. I can't. I can't. Like. Yeah. Why, why there, there are qualified people out there who are pro school choice. There are qualified people out there who have worked in school system, who know what, know what they're doing, who who are in politics, who know how to choose their words and their phrases and to get things done, who are decisions, who are pro school choice. Why do you pick her? Why? (laughs) Um,
1: I think because she gave a lot of money.
0: Terrifyingly, I, I'm concerned that that's true. I, I That that makes me nervous. Uh, anytime they pick someone who uh, has given them so much money, uh, that, that makes me nervous. Um, oh, but
1: sometimes they do it and, and the person ends up being, they do it for both reasons. You know, you're you gave a lot of money, so we'll find a job that you are uniquely qualified to do and very good at. A lot of times it works out. This is not one of those times.
0: No, it is not, and it's becoming blatantly clear that it's not. Now, there is, there 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 is a bill floating around out there that I don't think she has anything to do with. That I do like, and I think that we should talk about it uh, next week. Um, it's like H HB one hundred, I think, um, and I would be really interested to hear your thoughts on it. So, okay,
1: remind me about it. We'll 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 yeah. put it on the put it on the list. Put that um, out, put that out there. Yeah, the only—I mean—the only other thing was you had you had Pence, which I think some of this has been out there for a little bit that Pence. It has moves, been. I was surprised by that because I that remember reading back, about this before, you know,
0: and I was like, you "We know. knew about this. This is not. This is not a new thing."
1: No, not really. And but I, now I do think that Pence's arrogance in in saying that there is no comparison to what he did versus what Hillary did. Oh, there is absolutely comparison. Now, are they apples to apples? Nah, because on one hand. You can look at it in the sense that, okay, he's a governor. A lot of this is not the same level of national security stuff that, you know, he's a governor of Indiana. He's not secretary of state. From a national national security standpoint, eh. He obviously as a governor, has access to a lot less. So that's not, those two things are not comparisons. But then on, on the same side, with Hillary's, she was using a privately set up system that was not easily hacked that from what I understand as a, as a, from a tech standpoint was pretty well set up and there's no evidence that it was hacked. But now she turned a lot over, but was it actually hacked? No, there's no evidence to say that. And if those emails were hacked and they were going to come out, they would have come out during the election. Uh, now. Pence was using an easily hackable ancient system that actually, I mean, he was using grandma's email service in AOL, who's even got an AOL.com address anymore, Uh, and and it did get hacked, straight out. So, you know, on one hand, not as bad, on another hand, kind of worse, so... You know,
0: well, wasn't the whole thing with Clinton that it, what the reason why it was a bad thing was because of the classified documents? Uh,
1: yeah, I think so to a certain extent. You know, but it's so a matter IOS of is a
0: bad. Thing. Well,
1: because it's a matter of of do you conduct state official business with your because that's that's the difference between. The, the way that public records laws work is that if you're conducting anything that you do as an employee, be it a local employee, a federal employee, a state employee, anything that you do is subject to the public records laws of your state or uh, the federal entity that you work for. And basically that means that everything has to be available to mm-hmm. public records requests. And Hillary's were not available to public records requests. Um, Now, there are further rules that govern classified information, but Pence's emails, anything that he did on AOL, would not technically be immediately available, readily available to a public records request, period. Mm -hmm. It's a violation of public records law, if nothing else. Now, is it worthy of, you know, like jail time or resignation? No, probably not. But, you know, I mean, it's still, it is at least, you know, maybe a letter of the law versus the spirit of the law sort of, you know, conversation, I guess, you know, but to say that they're not in any way similar, like he said, well, that's kind of crap because they are very similar. Uh, Just jobs are different. Context is different. Does, does anybody need to make a big thing about it? Nah, I don't know. What bothers me more is, is just his attitude of, oh, it's not the same thing. Well, it kind of is.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think the appropriate response would be something more along along the lines of, yes I apologize I should not have been using my private email I got used to doing that when I was first getting into the everything when no one really understood how email should be done and I just never got out of the habit and I should have
1: well and it's easily done, and we're done. honestly I've it, it's yeah it's and it's it's easily done by accident yeah. I've almost done uh-huh. it on my phone a number of times because yeah. my phone doesn't you know, I have like four different email addresses on my phone and where they send from, I have to make sure that I check it off, you know, yeah. in the right spot, you know, and, and I, I mean, I know to do that again because I'm, you know, a, I'm a nerd, but, you know, uh, a lot of people don't, you know, um, and I'm sure Mike Pence is probably one of those. He doesn't strike me as, you know, really worrying about what the hell's going on on his iPhone all that much. Yeah. Which is well, not intended to be derogatory. So.
0: Right. No, he's, he's older. You know, he just is. Yeah. So you know,
1: he's of that generation. So, you know um,
0: yeah. yeah. And I mean, at this point, definitely like I can understand, you know, I can understand when he was doing this stuff, you know, it's, it's not like this, these were things from 2006, 16. you know, these were 2013, 2014. Um, yeah. so, but certainly now. After everything that's gone down with Clinton and now with Pence, and it, it's become clear that like the Bush administration did the exact same stuff that a lot of the same stuff that Clinton did, um uh, don't use your private email. I, I swear, like anyone any official who gets caught for doing this after this time period, they 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 should resign because of sheer lack of good judgment.
1: Because it's clear you don't read the news enough to be in the public eye. Right? Exactly. Uh, (laughs) This is now obvious. Right. So. So anyhow, all right. Well, we're going to save our our ice conversation for another day. Very quickly, you know what? Bill Paxton died this week. This was, uh, you Uh, know, Bill. It was it it you know that's just wretched. And thoughts go out to his family and fans and you know just such a and uh, you know uh, he's one of those guys. Uh, you know, l- l- that was just in so much, even in just supporting roles and, you know, all uh, it w- always seemed to be one of the like was was known as one of the nice guys, you know, in, in Hollywood and, and just very passionate and, and just so many great things. And it's it's a shame we lost him. Amen. So anyhow. All right. Well, we're going to we're going to talk a little bit about one of the things that we we realized that maybe we failed to do when we started doing this show was to talk about. Why we're doing this and what 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 we're what we're here for. In, in case none of you have picked up on this yet, Tim and I are brothers, uh, and you know we wanted to tell you a little bit about why we got into it. In part because we got after almost a year, we got our first comment on Woo! the pod, on the pod page. We've arrived, right? What's up, you know? JT Mont? Right. Uh, so we we thank you for your feedback. I I, I know that you were not, not thrilled with some of the things that that we did. We, we, we welcome your feedback. We're sorry to see you go. Uh, if, if you genuinely do not want to listen anymore, uh, but if you are listening now, we're, we're, we're glad. And, and, and we hope that, that you'll continue to, you know, to come back and, and, and engage with us. Um, but, you know, one of the reasons that we started doing this is because Tim and I have always, we've always talked about this stuff. We've always, you know, we, we definitely had some years, I think, when we were younger, when we tended to yell a lot. But as we got older, we've, you know, tried to to have back and forth because we're in different places politically. And, and it's, it's, it's been nice. I'm sort of the, the, the liberal in the family. You know, I think we're a little bit more. Although there's some questions about where moms headed it these days, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, uh, it's, it's, it's been an interesting dynamic. We felt like we could share it with you, with, with, with you guys. And, and because this is so, it it's so polarizing and it's so hard for people to hear opinions that are not their own. And I think that that leads to more problems than it, than it, than it helps, you know, because we, try to seek out other points of view. I actually, I, I read a lot of conservative media. I, I, I watch Fox News every now and again, and I I, I read their website every now and then, and I, I even spent an entire summer listening to nothing but conservative talk radio when I was in the car. It was sort of a thing that I wanted to try to do. Uh, you know, so, uh, when you, a, a lot of the people that we know are, are more liberal, uh at least friends that we have in common tend to be more liberal how how as as a conservative how do you how do you approach conversations with people not with me because i think everybody knows how you approach conversation with me but uh, you know when you talk to people who disagree with you how do you approach it how do they respond you know what 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 do you got
0: man honestly at this point i try to do very little talking and a lot of listening. Uh, and honestly, this, this holds true of whether I'm talking to liberals or if I'm talking to conservatives. Um, because I, I guess, I guess I feel like I have my outlets, right? I'm, I'm a youth minister uh, for four different parishes. You know, before that I was a teacher, I still do some teaching. So I, and we have this podcast so I, I have a lot of opportunities to voice my opinions and, and get what I think out there. Um, so when I'm with my liberal friends and when I'm with my conservative friends, I tend to listen more than I talk. Um, and I, I'm, I'm not sure if that's a good thing. I, I don't know. Uh, maybe I, maybe I should I should speak up more. But I certainly feel like I spoke up a lot when I was younger. And now I, I guess, yeah, now I tend to listen until someone says something that I'm just like, wait, what? <laughs> no. Um, or if they invite my opinion, you know, Because a lot of times when people are talking, they're, they're just talking, you know, uh, and they're not necessarily looking for a looking for a debate. Um, so, I mean, there's times when I, I remember one time recently the last dinner party that we had you know all of my friends universally are very anti-Trump uh, and one of them started to branch into Melania Trump and they commented on the the nude photos and were just, it's just sort of like oh and now you know the show has reached a new low sort of thing and then she said she's not even an American Oof. and I kind of and that was enough to make me stop and go like wait wait what what are you What are you talking about? Like, why Why is that Why is that a thing? And, and then I sort of engaged um, and, and talked about it. And I, I I try very hard to keep my tone level. Um, unfortunately, a lot of times I I do have a reput- reputation for for condescension. Um, no wholly undeserved
1: uh, <laughs> yeah i don't know where you get that I, I
0: think you know i i don't know because i am a lot of times i am trying very hard to control my tone of voice and control my temper and you know use i feel statements and all that sorts of stuff so i mean at this point i, am, I do get very frustrated when i hear the condescension thing is i'm just like god dang it like i'm doing everything possible to not you are, you sound are- this way you are um, so
1: much better about that than you used to be. Thank you. <laughs> I will give you that. You're you're far, far better um, than you used to be. Rarely I, does it come
0: out. Yeah, you know, and, and I do feel like in most of my conversations with people that I, I don't get to talk that much. I don't know. I am definitely much more outspoken amongst my – no, that's not even true. I have one friend, Brendan, who, who I'm fairly outspoken with and will just say – what I think uh, because he's very conservative. He's more conservative than I, okay. I don't want to use that phrase. He is a different brand of conservative than I am. Um, and so I tend to be very outspoken with him. So I, yeah, so long, long answer. I, I try to listen more than I talk.
1: You know, it's funny. I, cause I, I do the same thing and I think some of it, I, I do think some of it has to do with the podcast, but I, but some of it has to do with, Uh, You know, because we do have this outlet now where every week we sort of get our, you know, I I get my political conversation out during this time. And and that's, you know, I I save with my outrage and whatever I've got, I kind of store it up for this and, and don't really let it out. But then at the same time, I just so I don't know if it's that or if I'm just more conscious of the way that, you know, some of the passion that people feel, you know, and I try not to. I definitely try not to drop the guy. I try to I try to put the guy that reads the news constantly, like I do. Try to put that guy off to the side, so I can just pay attention to what other people are feeling. Um, you know, we have a guy in our office in in my department who's very he's very outspoken. He's extraordinarily liberal, much more so than I am, and and uh, and he loves to talk about this thing. And he's he's one of those button pushers. You know, he's he's hysterical. Um, and you know when he'll go off on his rants i i just don't really say anything i, I just don't respond and uh you know but i i mean obviously i'm listening and I, I i remember a conversation just recently there were about three or four of us standing in a hallway and, and he was going off and and everybody else was sort of participating at least on the periphery and i didn't i didn't say a word i, I literally just kind of stood and watched and then somebody approached me afterward and said okay so what, you have nothing to say on any of this? And I'm going, no, no, I, I I have plenty to say about it. I just, I like to listen, you know? And that's, I think it has more to do with the way that I like to approach those conversations now because I don't think people do enough listening these days, you know? And I think it's healthy to hear dissenting opinions. And I, I that's the one thing that I don't understand about political discourse these days is that, there can be no discussion and no dissension. And if you dissent on either side, then the way liberals tend to react is that they'll react and call you stupid and be condescending. And the way conservatives tend to react is they call you an American. And sometimes there's condescension and stupid in there too. Um, and it seems like we've headed all the way both of those other sides and I, I don't know how to pull it back other than in to approach it in my own way and to just listen as much as I can. I I don't know what, you know, does that make sense?
0: It it does. It does. Absolutely. Now, and I, and I will say that one of the things that will tend to get me to respond faster than anything uh, is when the other side is mocking the other when they're using derogatory language um, about someone. And this tends to hold true whether it's conservatives badmouthing liberals or it's liberals badmouthing conservatives. Uh, because I, I guess part of me gets frustrated with going after someone's character or going after something that someone has done and just saying it's stupid or it's ridiculous um, as I did, uh, to Trump earlier. Sorry. Um, yeah, me too. Whoopsies because it's the, it, it's just, it's the easy way out. And I, I tend to, I, I tend to speak up then and me and you have gone through that, right? Like I've turned, there's often been times in our conversations when I have turned way more, uh, right wing conservative than I actually am just because you're speaking so strongly, uh, against the other side. Um, and I've experienced,
1: yeah, I've, I, my, got, I, I got, I got, I got, I got some rage, Tim, about a month ago, as I recall, I Yeah, mean, there was, and,
0: and I do this, but I do the same thing, uh, for a liberal set. you know, when I've heard people bad, you know, starting to rage against Obama, I definitely will dive right in there. Um, you know, especially because I like president former president Obama so much, um, now I do want to address. I, I would like the chance, real quick, to ad- address what the comment was and what they said. Uh, and they 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 said, "You are not a conservative. You do not speak for real conservatives, capital real, like me." And I am fascinated by that idea. And I, I asked I asked the person to to send me an email explaining, you know, why. I am not a real conservative because I am very interested in, in, in that topic nowadays um, b- because trust I, me
1: when I say as a liberal, let me interject for a second. Tim's pretty, Tim's pretty damn conservative. Pretty let, damn I, conservative. I, I just, I'm, I'm sorry. You, you are. And the idea that you're not fascinates me as well, you know, in that respect. Yeah. Well,
0: and a lot of it's because the, the idea of what is a conservative has evolved a lot. And Reagan said something really interesting. He said that he said, it's okay for us to disagree about what a conservative is. Um, Because, you know, he, he's, he famously tried to bring together the fiscal conservative and social conservative wing wings uh, together under the Republican party. Um, And I, I have to say that I, I, If you want to say that I'm not a real conservative, and if by real conservative, you mean conservatism as it has been defined by uh, the Tea Party and by uh, Donald Trump, and even to an extent, the way that it seemed to start to get defined by George W. Bush. Uh, And I'm not speaking about George W. Bush in the sense of the Iraq war, which obviously, you know, I I, I wasn't a fan of a lot of those things that we did there. But really, for me, I can can point to the no child left behind bill. Right. Um, And this idea of like big hearted conservatism, um, which led to an expansion of the government, which the Tea Party tried to kind of revolt against. But the Tea Party really lost me with, with the obstructionism. Because for me, conservatism and republicanism, there is a sense of dignity there, and a sense of class and statesmanship. Um, Thanks. And if that's how we're deciding, sorry, liberals, uh, <laughs> if that's how we're defining real conservatives, is a real conservative is someone who agrees with Donald Trump or someone who is a wholehearted Tea Party member, then you're absolutely right. I am not a real conservative, at all. Uh, but if you're gonna throw me out, then you've got to throw out Ronald Reagan, and you've got to throw out Bush Senior. And I will happily be in their company.
1: Yeah, I, you know it's funny because I I I I would put, uh, you know the 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 democratic party is is going through a very similar time now i think and i think it's doing it in response to unfortunately to some of the successes that the tea party had over the years and uh you know because now you can sort of divide the party by the bernie liberals and the obama liberals you know and uh you know there is certainly some um uh, you know, aside of things where I think that some of the things that I've talked about on the show, the, you know, the agreeing with the two year like tonight, you know, the agreeing with the the two year immigration thing. I, you know, I, I had some opinions last week about the trans uh, transgender laws that I more probably had had the potential to not be terribly popular to some liberals. Uh, I do not define myself as strictly 100 percent pro-choice. You know, that there are some. Uh, you know questions I, I, it's more that it's not that I don't define myself as pro-choice it's that I find the abortion argument much more complicated than either pro-choice or pro-life um, you know uh, I um, you know there are certainly some things where I think that you could probably do the same thing to me that people try to do to you uh, in the sense of am I, a, am I a Bernie liberal or am I a, an Obama liberal and the answer is I'm I'm an Obama liberal period I'm not a bernie progressive that's that's not going to happen um so if if that if if it ever comes down to defining on that end of things then i'm i'm never going to be you know it's it's like you i will i will happily side with president obama every time um and you know i i just don't think that we've learned the lessons and the damage that the obstructionism can do long term you know uh and, and unfortunately I, I, I think there's still some going to be some tough times ahead in that respect, you know, um, because I, 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 it appears that, you know, the democratic party didn't necessarily learn from that thing. Now the election of Tom Perez makes me wonder, maybe we did, but you know, there are a lot of people that are very angry about that. So who knows? Um,
0: I, I am very hopeful. I, I liked Tom Perez, uh, for the job. I, you know, I heard some nice things about Mr. Edge, uh, who is sort of the th- the, a third possibility. Um, but I am glad to see, because the last thing that we need is for the Democratic Party to go flying off into left field the way that the Labor Party has in Britain. So I'm, I'm happy to see them sort of staking their, their claim to the middle. Um, and hopefully we'll be able to meet them back there at yeah, some point
1: because there's, there's a lot more of us out there like you and me that lean more towards the middle than we do to the other, to the other side. And mm-hmm. we're the ones that I think tend to get ignored, especially these days in elect during election seasons. And, you know, the more that I, you know, I really feel like we, uh, people, we, we need to try to get our voices more of a part of the conversation to say that, look, we're, we're, I am more interested in keeping the country moving than I am in adhering to every single one of my ideologies Um, because Mm -hmm. I do have them, but the country at large is more important to me than any one thing that I have, you know,
0: and I, and I will say, and this is the, the, the difficult thing with Trump, right? Uh, because you saw with the tea party, you know, I obviously I just completely disagree with the the Tea Party and the direction they went with uh, with immigration. But the Tea Party, you could definitely see them taking conservative principles and going way to the right with them. You know, with Trump, it is such a hodgepodge mix of things from an ideology standpoint that I can't. I, I can't even call him right wing or extreme right because some of the things that he says just simply are not conservative principles um free trade being the biggest thing for me and all of this free trade but fair trade stuff like that is not that that is not our principle uh, you know may, may the sun never set on McDonald's. Spread across the nation, uh, globalization <laughs> everywhere. You know, like this is—we just want free trade. That's what we're here for. Um, so like that, I—I I, I don't understand him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he's much tougher so,
0: and, down. and he is. And so the idea of real conservatives embrace Trump—I got nothing on that one.
1: Yeah. Well, and I mean, it, it, it sort of, it is all of this, but that's, that's the interesting thing that came out of Reagan's ability to merge the, the social conservatism with the fiscal conservatism because people who are naturally more socially conservative, I think tend to gravitate more towards left wing financial principles like free trade, but fair trade, or like the anti-fair trade, free trade stuff. Um, That that is more of a, you know, as you saw, it's it's right out of the Bernie playbook, you know, but Mm -hmm. at the same time. So, you know, the question is, where is all what is, you know, because parties and ideologies, these things shift over time. You know, there's been a lot of talk. There's been a lot of talk this week about, you know, from a lot of, you know, just liberal and I'm trying not to use a derogatory term here, but this idea that, that, that race, that Democrats are really the racist because the Klan initially were Democrats. Well, yeah, you're not wrong about that. But the thing about it is, is that when Democrats took a stand against that sort of thing, the Klan went and became Republicans. They left. And, And all of that Southern Democratic movement got mad at LBJ in the 60s over the Civil Rights Act. And once that happened, they went over to Goldwater and staked a claim in the Republican Party. So you can't, this idea that you can look at one side or the other, or one party or the other, and say, no, you're the racist, this argument is just gonna go in circles. Over and over and over again. It's not going to get you anywhere. So, on both sides, that has to, it has got to be pulled out of the equation because the Republican Party is not racist. The Democratic Party is not racist. Are there racists that are members of the, were members of the Democratic Party that became members of the Republican Party? Yeah. That happened. But that doesn't make either side inherently racist or either organization inherently racist, and that that is a little bit of a an incorrect statement. <laughs>
0: there we go. We're
1: there so we good, go, right? I you know I, I, I actually would love to keep talking about this, but we, we kind of need to move on. But I mean, is there anything that you personally would suggest about how to you know just bring down the tone some? If you were talking to somebody that wanted to know how, how, how you, how you do it.
0: Just what I said before, listen more, talk less, which is, which is something that you've said, you said repeatedly. Um, We, we can become so assured of our righteousness, you know, that we know, we know what's right and it feels so good it feels so good to start talking about how dumb other people are and how little they know and how stupid they are and how ridiculous they are. It, it feels great, but I have rarely not regretted it uh, when, I, when I've gone down that road. And it makes your arguments worse because you, you overstate, you know, uh, and then it becomes easier to pick apart what you've said. So I, I think I'll stand by what you've said so often. Listen more, talk less. The,
1: and the, the, only thing, the only thing that I would add is that, you know, and, and again, I, I hope that our, our commenter, if you're out there and listening to us, this is not in any way intended to uh, be derogatory towards you. We welcome you and, and, and hope you'll come and hope you are back, you know, and, and, and listening. The only other advice that I would say is, you know what? It's really informative and really helpful to me and has been for many years to see what the other side's up to read people who disagree with you, who, who you don't agree with, uh, you know, seek out that kind of information. It may, it may surprise you, you know, and at the very least it's going to be informative if you ever have to get into an argument with somebody. (laughs) So, um, you know Cheers. uh it's uh you know i just you know it's it's always good to to hear hear from the other side so anyhow uh that's all we have uh thank you so much for joining us uh did did you bring something cool this week i don't i don't recall
0: i did shells Shell silver scene. listen to the mustn'ts child listen to the don'ts listen to the shouldn'ts the impossibles the won'ts Listen to the never-haves, then listen close to me. Anything can happen, child. Anything can be. In our lives, a lot of people are going to tell us that we can't do something. They're going to say no, and we should listen to them. Because maybe they're right. Maybe we can't do something. Maybe we shouldn't do something. But remember that sometimes, maybe, they're saying that they couldn't do something. But maybe you can.
1: Well put. Very well put. I I can add nothing to that. Thank you so much for joining us. Uh, check us out on Twitter. I'm at LibCon Matt. Tim is at LibCon Tim. Uh, we will talk to you soon. Have an outstanding week.